I always think, you know, if it's something that you're passionate about, just, you know, do it and people are going to respond to it. And if they're not interested, then they can, you know, not follow up. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of Beat Off Beat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, is your lack of remote skills stopping you from taking the leap to land an online gig or start an online business? Or maybe you feel overwhelmed and think to yourself, what the hell am I doing? Believe me, I know exactly how you feel. There's been so many times in the past where I wish I had someone walk me step by step, letting me know if I was doing the right thing and that I wasn't crazy. I really believe that you have the potential to turn your ideas into reality and create a freedom lifestyle. But you do need a plan that will ensure your success right from the beginning. That's why I'm so happy to say that I will be launching a membership club that will not only allow you to learn valuable skills that will help you land the perfect remote jobs, but also get support from experts who will help you reach your goals. If you want to achieve incredible things and be part of a supportive community that can help you thrive, go to theoffbeatlife.com slash membership for more details. On this week's episode, I speak with Jessica, who is the founder of Cheat Day Eats and Your Room Service, which highlights the food and travel that she has photographed all over the world. In just over five years, Jessica has built an audience that reaches over 3 million on a weekly basis through her organic feeds that are showcasing her personal experiences. Not only is she passionate about her brand, but she's also dedicated in helping other brands, businesses, and destinations grow. So listen on to find out how Jessica uses her passion for food to become a successful food vlogger. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here with Jessica. Hey, Jessica, how are you? Good, Debbie. How are you? I am wonderful. So can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yes, I'm excited to tell you guys about it. So I'm Jessica. I run Cheat Day Eats and Your Room Service and Hot Buns Club. So three social media channels where I cover food and travel lifestyle fitness, everything in between, all kind of centering around me and my love of food (laughs) and photography. Yeah, well, you have a really interesting brand because you are this incredibly beautiful girl and you are not afraid to eat, right? And I think for a lot of people, they think that if they are going to be in this industry, like it's all about working out, but you're like, no, you can also enjoy amazing food for yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I think actually one of the things that I've been really passionate about always was fitness. So the the name Cheat Day Eat lends itself to that, you know, that fitness world. And so it's kind of funny when I started the account, I was all food and now I've integrated myself and I get a lot of questions like, oh, you don't eat that or how do you eat that and stay fit? Um, so that's been a uh, 2020 goal is definitely like kind of answering those questions even more. And we started answering them, but I find that I'm answering that question a lot. So it's definitely <laughs> something people are interested in. And I find that 
a lot of people are like myself a few years back or are afraid to have these indulgent meals. They think that it sets them back and it's all about balance for me. So I love to kind of educate like what I do on my, on my uh, daily routine and how I'm all about, you know, fitting in these indulgent foods and being able to balance it. Well, the fact that your name is cheat, you know, like the for cheat day eats that says a lot about it because it's this is not the type of food that obviously you eat every single day. Otherwise, you won't be healthy at all, you exactly. know, but I love the fact that you really promote this like you don't have to have anything lacking and there has to be a balance in your life. And it's not just about all healthy, healthy, healthy. And you can indulge yourself like you're showing us. Right. And if you do do it, do it the right way. <laughs> right. And you know, what's really interesting is that when I, I was actually came out of college and I became a, a personal trainer and I was super into, you know, health and fitness. And I always would have this one cheat day. And that was what inspired my page in the first place. And as the, my account grew and I was having more of these, you know, un, I wouldn't say unhealthy, like indulgent meals more often, I was really nervous. I was like, how am I going to do this and stay fit? And it was all about my mindset and changing from having this huge meal or meals on my cheat day and being able to have, you know, a few bites of, you know, a few different dishes while I'm out at the restaurant. And if I'm full, I need to stop. And I could do that two or three days a week and be able to indulge in these dishes, but not go overboard. So it's funny how that I'm actually having more cheat days, but I'm actually being healthier about it because I'm listening more to my body. Absolutely. And you talked about this, about how people are asking you these questions now and how you can actually create this balance and still look the way you do, Jess, because obviously you're this gorgeous person and you're you're in the public eye. Right. And a lot of people will comment on that. It's like, no, you're not really eating this. It's not true. How do you usually handle when things like that are thrown in your way when people are? really they don't believe you or there there's like a backlash to certain things because that will happen right because you have a ton of followers who are really there to to look at everything that you do yeah and i think that i'm very proud to say that i have a very positive community but when people do ask me i do think it's coming from like a place of like genuine like how is this happening uh you know <laughs> there's no way she's eating all those dishes and i do want to be clear that a lot of times I'm at a restaurant and I'll be with maybe a few people and we each take a turn taking a photo and there might be a few dishes on the table. And I did actually take, you know, a bite or two of each, or maybe I did finish one of the dishes, but that doesn't mean I finished everything on the table. And I am also very, it's really important to me that nothing goes to waste. We always take home leftovers. We give it to homeless, you know, like if I'm working on a photo shoot, it goes to staff. Like, so I think it's really important for people to know the backstory. And a lot of times, you know, I do BTS in my stories, but, you know, they might miss that at that time. So I always will take the time out of my day to answer the people who are commenting on my, on my posts or stories, whether it be a DM, like I will spend five, 10 minutes and answer all these questions because I think it's really important for people to realize that one, I'm not having, you know, finishing 15 dishes by myself. You know, I'm with a group of friends, nothing is wasted. And I'm only posting food that I love. So yes, I did try it, but that doesn't mean like I finished the entire thing. So I think, uh, you know, a lot of people see the photo and they don't realize, you know, what's 
they think, you know, it's just a snapshot. I took a photo and then I walked away from the table and wasted all the food. And I think it's important that I'm telling a bigger story. And so, you know, for 2020, you know, just maybe doing a few more YouTubes and talking about it, showing BTS, you know, I think people one love to see it. And then it's also important. So they realize the, the full story here that, you know, my page is all about what to eat on your cheat day, but no, I'm not sitting there and indulging <laughs> and, dishes and finishing everything on my own. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, we all have to realize that this is part of your business. It's part of your work. And obviously, in order for you to create these incredible content, you have to use the props, right? And your prop is food, really good looking food and really tasteful food. And I think a lot of people think that most of these things are really reality. And obviously, part of it is, but not everything. And it's, you know, it's, it's business at the end of the day. It's, it's part of your, you know, as an entrepreneur, this is what you do. Right. And, and it is for me, you know, that when I get sit down at a restaurant, it's like, I want to order, you know, a few dishes and probably more than I would if I was just, you know, going out to dine, because for me, I'm showcasing the restaurant to my audience. So the more that I order, I can taste different things and have a better sense of what the restaurant offers besides offering, you know, just ordering one dish, you know, so I feel like, for me, there's like that balance of how much should I order? And like, so then it'll be in the shop. But then for me, it gives a better sense of, oh, can I say to my audience, this is a great restaurant? Well, if I only had one dish, it's really, you know, might not be the best representation of what they have to offer. So yes, I think because this is like my business, I end up ordering probably more than someone normally should. <laughs> but um, it allows me to be able to tell one a bigger story and, and represent that restaurant on a deeper level, I guess, and say to my audience, Oh, hey, here are some of the dishes you should try where if I just have one dish, you know, I feel like it kind of is not as much of an interest to me or my followers. Absolutely. And I'm going to say, though, I'm very indecisive, so I'd like to order a few things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you're in the right industry for that, yep. because you just order everything. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's go back to when you started, right? Because obviously you didn't think that this was going to be what you were going to do as a career, as a business. I don't think most of us who started in our industry knew that this was going to happen. How did you decide to do this full time? What was that journey like for you? What was that opportunity like that it actually became your full time gig? Yeah, it's it's really quite funny because I I uh, was going to school to become a high school math teacher. And so what's kind of, you know, this is going back, like I'm kind of dating myself, but like 12 years ago. <laughs> so I, I, when I started my account, I was actually a high school math teacher for a few years at this point. And I saw, I was like, wow, there's this community of people who are just as obsessed with food and travel as I am. And like, I was like person in my friend group who like was the weird one taking photos of food and like, you know, wanted to travel the world. And at, so I was like, I felt like I found my community. And so I started taking photos on my phone and posting them on Instagram. And my account at the time was actually called chocolate and cheese, please one. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It was like an AOL name. And uh, about a month in, I came up with the name Cheat Day Eats. And I was like, wow, like, this is perfect. Because it described like I was mentioning to you, like fitness has always been a really big part of my life. And the name just like kind of 
put in fitness and food and the travel aspect came, you know, a little bit later. So yeah, I, what happened was that there was, there was a great community in New York city of food photographers and food influencers. And they started having events. Restaurants really picked up pretty quickly on this and started inviting us in. Um, My account just started to grow really quickly. And it was really exciting to me. And that's when I invested in a Sony camera and started to invest time in the art of photography and videography and learn. And I just studied and studied different YouTubes and just taught myself everything I know today. Because for me, I noticed that when I put up a great photo, I would get more engagement. And that was really exciting to me. So from the early on, I noticed content was key. And I think that is definitely something that helped me grow. And, you know, I know Instagram has changed a lot over the years, and it's just always staying ahead of the curve. So going back to I was a high school math teacher. So I started my account, it started to grow. Restaurants were inviting me in. I still remember the first time I got a paid opportunity. And I was like, wow, someone's going to pay me to post on Instagram. Like, this is wild. You know, I think it was like $150. And I was really excited. I mean, I had a full-time job at this point, but I was like, this is so crazy. I remember my first press trip. I was like, someone's sending me to the Bahamas, like because of Instagram. Like, it was just so wild to me. And what was really the thing that started to separate me and realize that, okay, this is actually something that can be a full-time job is a lot of restaurants had saw the social media following that I have grown myself and hired me to create content for them and run their social media. So I became a social media manager for five restaurants, I think at the time. And so I was teaching, going to events and running five social restaurants for restaurants. And uh, it, it was a lot. I felt like I was living a double life, not to mention that nobody at this point knew about my account that I worked with. And I had about 250,000 followers, maybe 300,000, and, and no one knew about it. Not my students, not the faculty. So I really did feel like I left school and I was like this other person. And for me, like the restaurants, you know, obviously were paying me per month. Plus I was, you know, getting sponsored opportunities and they were definitely more than the 150 I started with. <laughs> uh, so I just really started to invest and like build up and, and save money from what I was earning on Instagram and from being a teacher. And at the last uh, year, which was now I've been full time for two and a half years, it was really hard to manage both. And my account was growing so quickly. And I was turning down deals because I was a high school math teacher. And obviously, I had my plate full, and I was not able to take the time that I needed during the day or take press trips because I obviously, you know, can't just leave and I couldn't take time off because as a teacher, you only get specific days off. And I had to turn down a trip to Australia. And that was the moment I was like, this is it. Like, I'm too passionate about this, you know, business that I'm building. And I felt like teaching is something I can always go back to and have one life and I want to live it. And I'm super passionate about everything I've built. And I, you know, I I never felt like I doubted myself or worried. I just kind of leaped right into it. Well, you have a really incredible story because you had this life that you had built, right? You went to school for it. You have this whole career going. And then all of a sudden, just from your passions and your hobby, you were able to create this business, which is incredible. 
and completely different from what you were doing before. (laughs) From a math teacher to now being a content creator, taking photos of incredible food, traveling all over the world. It is wild. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really crazy, right? Because we, you know, growing up, we were never taught that this type of career was possible. And exactly. for you to have created this for yourself and to actually live it, right? It's a dream come true. It is. When you finally transitioned and left that job, right, that you worked so hard to get, and you knew that there was no other way you could actually stay there because there was something that you really wanted to do, which was content creation and doing this business. What was that moment like? What was that decision like? What was your what now moment like after you finally kind of handed in your resignation letter and was like, peace out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, it reminded me of, the last day of high school, like when you're about to go, you know, the last day of like senior year, like I was like, throw my papers up in the air, like, woohoo! <laughs> um, I just felt like, I honestly felt exhilarated because I was able to throw myself full into this business that I knew that once I was able to do that, I would just be that much more successful. I don't know, for me, I was never nervous. Now, that being said, I had you know, a lot of things in place that made me feel safe. For example, I was going to be paid out for the rest of the summer. So I ended in June and I knew I was getting paid till, you know, September. Um, We had saved up enough. I was getting paid from the restaurants. We already had our summer like plans in place. We ended up traveling for like two months that summer. So it just felt like this sense of like excitement and power, like that I was able to actually take uh, control over the business and really put my all in. Well, you also made sure that everything was in place. You didn't exactly. just leave no, uh, without never. having yeah. any, you know, thing backup plan. Because I think I hear that from a few people. I just want to leave and then I'm just hoping that something sticks. And I think that you need a little bit of something. I mean, I'm not saying that that never works out, but most of the time it really doesn't unless you really plan this out accordingly. Otherwise you're going to be going back to a day job, which there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to make this sustainable, it has to be something that you know you can do in the long term. Um, yeah, and you were really able sure. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I was already hustling while I was a teacher by running five different restaurant accounts plus doing sponsored posts. So like all my extra time was already going towards building this business. So once I was not teaching, I felt like I had that much more time to put towards the efforts that I needed to, you know, make those make more connections and build those relationships with brands that I've already worked with and continue to partner with them. And so we also at that point left our Upper East Side apartment. So not only so now there was that obviously we weren't paying rent, which was like, you know, $3,000 in New York City. So that was definitely something that we didn't have to worry about anymore. And that's huge, obviously. So, uh, you know, if you count all those, you know, months of that we lived in the city, you know, it's scary how much we spent on rent in New York City. But it just felt freeing, like we were able to manage our time towards, you know, the opportunities that were going to help us become successful. And you were able to also make sure that you had income coming in from running these social media accounts. How were you able to find these jobs? Did you pitch them or did they find you? 
So it's actually funny because I, they were, came to me and they kind of let with one led into the other. So it was all word of mouth. So I had, like I mentioned, five restaurants. And um, actually, now I am so busy with my own business, I decided to kind of let that part of my business go. And once in a while, we'll pick up a few restaurants and help them get started. And we do do content creation for a lot of restaurants, but running their social, um, I just felt like it was really time consuming. So now that I've built my business to the point where I don't have to do that anymore, that's not something that I'm, you know, I'm super interested in at this point. I love consulting and getting them off the ground, but uh, doing the daily posting and commenting is something that I felt is not worth my time at this point. But that is something that really did allow me to say, hey, while I'm a teacher, I started building that business, word of mouth, people really did, you know, hear, heard about me from the one restaurant I started with, and it just kind of got the ball rolling. And it was a really fun part of like, leaving teaching. And I really did enjoy working with the restaurants. But at the end of the day, I don't think that a lot of restaurants have the budget that makes it worth it, how much effort goes into it. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. And I think it's underestimated how much you do as a content creator for you to actually make any money in this industry to do that. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, obviously I was lucky enough to have grown my business and, you know, Cheetah Eats when I left, like I said, had like 300,000 and I was getting a lot of incoming opportunities where the value I was getting for a sponsored post versus a month work of work for a restaurant, it just didn't, you know, equate. So now when you are working with brands, I know it, obviously it's a lot different when you first started. How were you able to find brands to work with and how are you able to do that now as a content creator? Obviously back in the day, I did do a lot of outreach. I was never afraid to, and I tell people who message me this all the time, like, oh, how do I start? Like, you know, I'm building this brand and obviously content is key and you just got to put yourself out there. So, you know, even when I was teaching, whenever I had like a, a lunch break or a coffee, in the morning before I got to school, you know, I'd try to do a few outreach and go to the companies that I want to work with that I use on a daily basis. And I was reaching out often. And now you know, I'm lucky that there's obviously so many websites now that connect big brands with our businesses. And we get it mostly incoming. And at this point, you know, obviously, it's something that I'm, you know, honored to get, you know, have ongoing relationships with a lot of companies that we do sponsored work with you know, on a more often basis. Now, when you are in this journey right now, throughout your whole journey, even now as an entrepreneur, what has been the biggest setback that you encountered and how do you handle them? You know, I, I don't think of anything as a setback, to be honest. I feel like we've had a lot of like, just really positive experiences. I think for me, it's, always interesting that how to like make that transition to the next step. Like, you know, for example, there's always that hesitancy to at first, put, I was, my food account was all literally food shots one after another and making that transition into, Oh, Hey, should I put more photos of myself in like get my personality out? And I think that was really scary you know, you might ask a few different people and they'll give you different advice. And I didn't really know where to go with it. And I went with my gut and I started incorporating myself into my photos. And, you know, now my account has more personality and people know who I am. And I think that's really important. And I'm glad I did it when I did. So I think that was just something that 
I kind of was like struggling with. And I think even now, like I, you know, want to go more into fitness and tell more of that story, but it's like, how do I incorporate it into my brand? And, and if people are used to seeing, you know, something on my page. So it's always like a scary moment. Like, should I do it? How do I do it? And I always think, you know, if it's something that you're passionate about, just, you know, do it and people are going to respond to it. And if they're not interested, then they can, you know, not follow Absolutely. There's so many second guessing ourselves, right? And there's so much fear before you finally take that leap. But I think with you, you've done so many of these things already that you didn't even expect out of yourself that now it's starting to become second nature. (laughs) Isn't it funny how like, even at this point, you know, I have over 400,000 followers, and I still, you know, you still get nervous, you know, like, you're like, you because for me, it's all about community. And I don't want people, I, of course, you, you want people to like, like what you're doing. So it's like, well, if I put this photo up, will they like it, you know, <laughs> but it's always about, I think, you know, at the end of the day, if you're passionate about it, people feel it, and they're gonna receive it well. I think there's so much more pressure with you, Jessica, too, because you do have a lot more eyes looking at you. And I think you have more freedom when there's not that much people following you, right? Because it's like, okay, there's just only, you know, a few hundred people. But when you have hundreds of thousands, it can be nerve wracking, especially if it's something that's (laughs) so out of the box for you and so different from what you've been doing before. So that is, I can definitely see that as being totally nerve wracking. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? It's like you do it and it doesn't work. You learn from it, you know, and that's all that happens. Yeah, that's that's your market speaking. At the end of the day, it's an Instagram post, you know? (laughs) Exactly. I think we're always panicking about Instagram, but it's great that you're able to have that mindset that it's just like, okay, if it doesn't work, then there's another one. Otherwise, you're just going to drive yourself nuts and crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny, especially nowadays with the algorithm. I mean, it literally, I see it going up and down. I'm like, all right, you know, it's like you can't, stress over it too much. Otherwise you will go crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So now when you guys first started your business full time, what did you actually save before you set off to do this business? And how were you able to budget to make that income last? So it is interesting because I run this business with Brian, my fiance, and he's my partner. And he became a part of the business actually before I went, I left my teaching job. So in January of 2017, and then he, and then I left in June. And so we had both of our savings there. And we, like I said, we stopped renting in New York City. So we had, we're going to be saving all, all that money every month. Plus I was getting the same amount from my teaching job till the end of the summer. So you know, I don't have an exact number for you, but it was definitely something that I, we were really comfortable leaving at that point. And with the same amount that we were making, we know that we had coming in from the restaurants. Plus, we figured we'd be getting at least, you know, two sponsored posts per month. So we kind of figured it out in that sense. So I don't have an exact number for you, but something that we were feeling very comfortable with, at least for, you know, a few months. Did you have any budgeting tricks that you were able to use to make sure that you didn't panic and then all of a sudden, like, you didn't know where the next meal was coming from? Well, I think it, like I said, it's for me, the restaurant income was key because it was consistent. So 
consistent co- money coming in every single month was, you know, the cushion that I needed, considering the fact that obviously with sponsor posts that you don't know when that's coming. And for me, I just kept outreaching to restaurants and we were getting a lot of incoming as well at this point, which was obviously why we felt comfortable leaving. But obviously now we were a two person team. So we had that much more power to be able to, you know, continue like the work that we were doing in business. And obviously both of our savings went into it. And now we, like I said, it's like we were left our New York city apartment. So that was $3,000 that we would not have to you know, put towards something every single month. And we were able to basically save that. Yeah. It's incredible how people will listen to this just, and they'll think $3,000 a month. That's a mortgage for a lot of people for a really big house in other areas in New York. You know, that's just an apartment. <laughs> yep. And honestly, that's a huge amount. And I, and like, I mean, I, I, thinking about how much we spend on this apartment. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of crazy, but like every <laughs> single month, you know, I don't have to pay rent because we live upstate in the house and it's really, you know, something that we have that we could put towards, you know, savings. And every month, you know, that's something that we knew that we were going to have, you know, left over now instead of putting towards an apartment. Let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy... <laughs> What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Oh my gosh, that's such a big question. (laughs) You know, for me, it really is just all about the community and I'd love to continue building my business into something big and really just be able to reach more people and tell my story and make people feel more comfortable about having, you know, indulgent meals and loving food and going to all these beautiful destinations and connecting with the people. You know, I know we didn't really get a chance to talk that much about travel, but it's something I'm so passionate about because, you know, when we go to a destination and we eat the cuisine of, and you just taste the culture. And I think it's something, one of the stories that I love to tell the most, because when you go there and you see the people in the kitchen and you see their passion, and I love telling that story. And I just feel like there's a whole world out there. And I hope to inspire people to travel and to eat and to connect and, you know, just have that love over food and and meeting people all over the world and seeing what they do and their passions also. <laughs> well, it's a great combination that you have is eating and travel and you were able to make money doing this, which is really amazing. And it's a dream come true for, for you, obviously, and for so many people who are looking and listening to your story. Yeah, I think, um, you know, travel has been something that we always have love to do together. Me and Brian have been together for over 12 years. And every single year when I was a high school math teacher, we would plan and plan and plan and have a really big summer trip. And the fact that we were able to do that and go on more trips together and spend and really we have been focusing a lot on video, which you know we're gonna chat about and telling that bigger story of a destination. Like it just makes me so happy to be able to share those like moments that we have in a place like you know on the other side of the world and connect with people and share it with another community of people who are just excited to see it. Absolutely. And I think that's a huge thing is that we really look at you for inspiration when we want to travel and experience. And I think you're right. A huge part of experiencing a culture is through their food and tasting it, right? It's so true. I mean, really, like we were just in Peru and one of the world's 50 best restaurants and we don't typically you know go on like really expensive dinners 
like we'll usually do more casual stuff. And this experience was so amazing. And the chef came out and he was so casual and you could just see his passion and just the way the kitchen works. And I don't know, there's just something about being in that situation and, and feeling the energy and the love and the passion that comes from the chef and the kitchen. And I want that to come across in my videos and I hope that it does. And you know, when anyone responds to me like, Oh my gosh, I went to Peru and I went to that restaurant. Like it just makes me feel so good. That happened a lot with me for Rome for some reason. Like I guess everyone was going to Rome this summer and we had put out a YouTube and I had so many people like message me about the recommendations I gave. And like, there's nothing that makes me happier than hearing that because like we loved the experience that we had and being able to share that and knowing that people are going to get that experience themselves because they something they saw on my page means everything. Well, that's definitely a great way for you to help people is by giving them all of these incredible recommendations and you gain their trust that way. You know, it's a way for people to really understand before they even go to that country, what they really have to taste and do and see. Exactly. And for me, it's like people pass on that information to me and you know, I went to all these different restaurants in Rome and I, I want people to have that same experience. So I'm happy to like pass that along to my community. And I think that's what it's all about for me. It's, you know, connecting with people. Well, it's amazing that you're able to do this for a living too and get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I know it's really a blessing. I mean, it's like, I'm always like, people are like, oh, you're a high school math teacher. Like, it's why I'm like, I know I, it seems like another life that I lived because <laughs> this is just, <laughs> you know, it really is a dream job. I'm so blessed to have like an audience to be able to share this with and work with brands that I love and businesses that I love and destinations that I love. So yeah, it's a dream job. (laughs) Well, also you can tell how grateful you are, you know, and if you guys ever meet Jessica in person, she's just so down to earth and just super friendly. So she's definitely who she is in and outside of, you know, social media and the videos and everything else. I'm so glad that you actually put yourself out there more in your content because we are able to really connect with you so much more in that way. Thank you. And that's why I think I think it is actually, you know, like a lot of people say with Instagram, you know, obviously there's a lot of negatives you can take out of it. But at the end of the day, like connecting with you, Debbie, and all the people that we have in the past and in the future, like through an app on your phone is pretty amazing. Yeah. And it's funny because Jess and I met each other on a cruise ship, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So which was really funny and interesting. It's that's why I love this industry, because you meet the most interesting people in the most interesting places. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's really true. And, And I think that one of the things I love is like realizing that even if we're not in the same, let's say, niche, maybe you're not doing food. It's like, we realize how much work goes into the content that we create. And I really do admire, you know, when I see meet these other people and see the work that they do. And knowing that like, you know, we're, we're in this together, like, because a lot of people, they might see these photos. And like we mentioned before, it's like, the amount of hours I spend editing and um, putting into this one post, it's, it's kind of wild, but for me, it's worth it. And I know like, you, you see it when I see meet other creators and I, I see the passion that they have. It's infectious. I love it. <laughs> we definitely know what it's like to be in this crazy industry. And you're right. It doesn't matter if we're in the similar niche or not. It's still 
crazy and but it's beautiful crazy it's awesome crazy and i think it's great when you find people in this industry who are also really supportive who also understands what you're going through because that support system is key to this i totally agree so what are you working on currently that is really exciting for you well our 2020 goals are to build our youtube so we've been putting a lot of time into creating content that's more long form where we're able to tell a bigger story. It's usually centered around a trip. So we just did one for Peru. We have one for Boise, Idaho. And for us, it's something I'm really excited about just because, you know, obviously I show up a lot on my Instagram, but I think that with YouTube, you're able to kind of play a different role. So I'll be like, you know, the host of my channel in a sense. And I'm taking people around to different restaurants and giving travel tips. So we went to Machu Picchu and we were able to talk about, you know, which rail to take. We went to Boise, Idaho. We did the balloon classics. We did the hot air balloon for the first time. And so being able to kind of host my own little cheetah each channel on YouTube is like a really big goal of mine. So I'm glad that we've, you know, put a lot of effort into it in 2019 already. And that's something I'm going to continue to do for 2020. Let's not underestimate how much work Jess and her fiance are doing to give you all of that content, by the way. And they give such incredible content to you. And we're also going to be talking about how to create video content to successfully market your business for the extended interview. So make sure you tune in for that as well. So Jess, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? So you can find me at Cheat Day Eats on all social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Perfect. That's going to be easy for us. That was a great (laughs) way to do it. Thank you so much for being here, Jazz. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Jessica. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to use video content creation to successfully market your business. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening to this episode, and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.